Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Gifted and talented education, known as GATE, has been shrinking in San Diego and California. Some schools are dropping the programs by choice, while other schools say they don't have enough students who qualify. Kristen Takeda covers public education at the San Diego Union Tribune. So Kristen, why is this issue in the news now? Yeah, so I've been kind of covering um, the topic of advanced programs and gifted programs since um, we had the um, the situation at Patrick Henry High School where the principal had cut uh, some honors and advanced courses, and then which is a decision that the school has since uh, backtracked on a bit. So they've restored some of those courses, but it just kind of sparked this. Yeah, larger discussion about, you know, should we have separate advanced programs for some students or not? And so um, some of those parents, when that happened, they thought of GATE, which is the Gifted and Talented Education Program in San Diego Unified. Um, They kind of had similar feelings about the gifted program. And so that's why we started talking about this. And then they also, um, yeah, some parents also feel like, school district leaders are questioning, um, you know, the role of the gifted program and, but um, parents, uh, there are some parents who are advocating for it. And so, yeah, there's, it just ignited this larger discussion about those kinds of programs. Okay, yeah, I wanna get into some of the responses to that, but, you know, just to lay the groundwork, what is GATE, what do the programs look like and, and how do students qualify for the programs? Basically, and I can start with the last question. So every every year, typically San Diego Unified administers this test to all second graders called the COGAT, um, the Cognitive Abilities Test, and it's uh, a test that qual- that decides whether students can be admitted into the Gifted and Talented Education Program or GATE, and GATE essentially is what it's uh, what experts um, who study gifted education and representation in gifted education that they say it's meant to be a program that provides a greater depth of content and a high a faster speed of learning of the content to students who need those kinds of um, that that kind of a an educate or learning opportunity, um, just a fat yeah in terms of a faster pace and a greater depth of content if they're already um, if they need I guess more of a challenge and so um, that's generally the idea behind gifted programs but um, gifted programs are uh, have been controversial because. The, the idea of being gifted, whereas other students, like the idea of students being gifted or not gifted is controversial in itself. And um, sometimes gifted programs uh, will have programs or benefits to them that sh- uh, should be afforded to all students, um, but are not, but are instead kept to one program, things like field trips, um, this is, and this is all things that I've discussed or heard from interviews with uh, experts who study gifted education. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of the general picture of, of what gifted education is and is supposed to be. 
And so, um, yeah, in San Diego Unified, it, um, they have a test in second grade, which is a highly controversial test as well because, um, because it, people worry that it might, that it is keeping out underrepresented students because, you know, uh, for um, many reasons, but one of them being, you know, families who come from, families who have more resources and uh, are, would be able, better able to prepare their children for this test, which is given at a relatively early age and from an early age decides whether a student can be in this, um, I guess, selective program for the rest of their uh, school, for essentially the rest of their school careers, while, while, while whereas other students are kept out of it. And so, yeah, there's just a whole lot of discussion that happens about, about, um, about GEE and whether it should be kept the same way, whether it should be structured the way it is right now. Yeah, can you characterize the debate that's happening here locally? So as I understand it, some some parents are saying, you know, basically keep, keep gate um, how it is by changing it. It can make it less rigorous, less challenging, less fun for students. Uh, but then there's another side uh, in your story represented by the you know school board uh, trustee Richard Barrera saying we should, it is a great program, but we should open it up to others. So yeah, just could you explain sort of what's going on locally? Yeah, so I think from this point of view of many parents who have been in the GATE program, um, they want to expand um, the, or they, they want, they, they want the, um, to see better representation in the program, but they worry that um, because there is underrepresentation of students of color and low-income students in the program, they worry that that would become a reason or an, or an inherent reason why the program might be whittled down or why it would not be as a big a priority as other programs and focuses of the district are. Um, and I, 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 in general, um, I mean, I talked with one of the um, experts, uh, Scott Peters of the University of Wisconsin about this, and he said that, you know, schools actually don't have a great incentive to provide gifted education. And it's because, um, you know, schools are obviously focused on closing the achievement gaps there. And that's a, a huge concern for schools is, of course, um, they, want to, they want to improve um, education for students who are underperforming and they want to help bring those students up. Um, but if you're, um, but what he meant in terms of schools not having a, a big incentive to, uh, uh, to focus on gifted education is because you, it's almost like, why would you focus on, you know, the highest performing students, you would rather focus on the students who are low, lower performing. So um, that when that's such a great need. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what parents are worried might lead to gifted education just being um, deprioritized or taken away. Um, or not taken away, but just decreased. And so, um, but, there, but their argument for having 
robust gifted education programs is or um, is that you know there are there are students in schools who need that greater depth of content and faster pace of learning that um, we talked about earlier and so um, and if those students don't get those then they um, can lose motivation in school, they can become disengaged from school, they can even become underperforming themselves um, because they've, um, either because they've lost interest in school or they're just not, yeah, they're just not being challenged. And so that is um, the kind of tension that, hap that happens there with um, gifted education. Uh, you wrote in your story that California is one of the few states that doesn't mandate this and, you know, because they don't, they also don't really fund it. Why is that? Yeah, so the state used to actually fund gifted education programs, but um, that changed in 2014 when the state switched over to um, its current school funding formula, which eliminated specific funding programs specific funding for specific programs. So one of the programs that used to get specific funding from the state was gifted education, but then after they changed to this formula, instead it was more, they, the state gives a general pot of money to school districts um, and charter schools to use for um, whatever they believe is best. And that's called the local control funding formula. And so the idea is to give schools more um, autonomy and freedom and using the money in the way, the best way they believe it should be used. But since that um, specific funding for gifted education went away, um, that kind of took away a funding incentive or a monetary incentive for schools to offer gifted education. So, um, and so, so and, and the numbers show that, um, the numbers of schools that identify gifted students has been has been going down since 2000. Um, so I, I um, many people believe that funding that that lack of funding has um, a big reason to do with that. Gotcha. Uh, well, another thing is that so this is now up to the discretion of principals, right? Much like the um, advanced placement, advanced courses, and honors courses. Based on your coverage recently, it seems like those classes are often being dropped or expanded to increase equity, but that in itself seems like an equity problem that these classes are not available at all schools. Um, is there any movement to, to, to grow them among local schools? So I'm not entirely sure um, what the... I'm not, I'm not sure if there is or not. Um, I know that the district has, after what happened with Patrick Henry, um, some district officials had um, talked about what they called an honors for all program where it would essentially focus on expanding the numbers of honors courses, but um, I'm not, I don't know the details about that yet. And I don't think they've, I'm not sure if they've been publicized either, but yeah, the point you do bring up about schools having um, different course offerings is like that, that is um, the case or that it, that is an interesting point because yeah, not every school does offer the same kinds of courses or the same numbers of honors or AP or advanced courses. And so um, 
and that could um, potentially have an effect on, you know, how many students at each school or what percentage of students in each school have, um, are, have access to many or to fewer uh, such advanced courses. And I actually did like another um, story this weekend too about that, um, about that issue and how that relates to like college admissions because some parents were asking, oh, you know, if my school um, decides to yeah, get rid of uh, or decrease the number of advanced courses that they have or they don't have as many advanced courses as other high schools, is my student at a disadvantage because there are fewer advanced courses at their school? And what I found when talking with um, some of our more, um, I guess, selective universities like UCLA, San Diego State, um, and Stanford, they generally said that they do take that into account, they do take into account with what high schools offer in terms of course selection. So they are trying to, you know, minimize the potential um, disparity that can happen if, you know, a student happens to go to a school that doesn't offer as many courses. And so, um, but yeah, they're aware that that is, that is a, a reality. So yeah, but that is, that is a, um, that is a very um, interesting point. And um, it is, yeah, related to equity as well, the fact that it could be different across different high schools. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I was trying to say is just that by trying to improve equity and, you know, and solve an equity problem in some ways, it seems they may be creating another one, but that's reassuring to hear that colleges take that stuff into account. Um, Kristen, anything else you'd like to add? You've been covering this issue for a while now. Where do you think gate education, advanced courses, honors, all of this is heading in our district? Well, specifically for gate, because it is a little different from the honors and um, advanced courses you see in high school, um, particularly because of that controversial second grade test. Um, I mean, I know some board members uh, at San Diego Unified have straight out said, I don't agree with the idea of having a test in second grade that decides whether students can um, whether students will be excluded from this program. And so I, I do wonder if that would become a topic of board discussion later on. I haven't seen it on an agenda yet, but I do know it's been on some board members' minds, like potential, um, potentially changing that practice of, um, do, of testing students in such an early age and relying on a standardized test to do that. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if I have not seen any official board discussions about GATE yet, but um, I do, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it sometime in the future. Okay. Kristen Takeda, thanks so much for this report. Yeah, you're welcome.